What's up, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Hello Ghostly podcast. I'm going to be your one and only host. My name is Ryan, or Hello Ghostly, if you were searching for me across the interwebs. And we're back again with another fine Dabby Dozy episode. Before we get into the actual episode itself and the meat and bones on this bad boy, I want to first off just clarify that I am feeling a little bit under the weather. So if I do come across as having low energy throughout this episode, that is the reason why. Another thing I also want want to clarify is the way the episodes are going to be going over the next couple of weeks. So this particular episode is going to be a somewhat normal episode. We're not going to have Ghostbox in this particular episode because I am struggling lately with the creative side of things when it comes to Ghostbox. So I am going to put that on a hiatus for this particular episode. But other than that, it's going to be a pretty bog standard normal Hello Ghostly Games podcast affair. Next week's episode is going to be coming at an earlier time. It's going to be available hopefully by Tuesday. That is the plan indeed. We're going to be covering all the Ubisoft forward stuff that is happening this coming Sunday. So it will happen on Sunday. The plan is to then record on Monday and then hopefully get it edited and up by Tuesday. So that's the whole plan there. Hopefully that works out very muchly indeed. And that will be your episode for that particular week. So that's next week. Then the week after should be the Microsoft event. I think it's the 23rd. I could be wrong. I could be getting my numbers wrong, but that will be on the Thursday. And then what we'll do is we'll try and get the episode up by the Saturday. So we'll record on the Friday and we'll try and get it up by Saturday. So that's the plan there. I do normally try to get my episodes out on a Friday, But we won't be doing that because it's too much of a struggle. I don't want to rush myself to get things done if I can't get it done in time. So that's the plan there. But enough about that. Let's get into this week's episode. Let's get into what I've been playing slash watching. I have returned to the insane wacky world otherwise known as Yakuza Zero. And I've been doing some really interesting stuff that would sound boring but is not boring. So I've been doing the ghostly property management which basically... As Kiryu, you're managing property, you're buying property. But in that, you're collecting money, you're putting different staff managing it to get better money from that property, things of that nature. And it's a great time there. You're also doing interviews to get characters in. That's actually a side quest, and it's very cool indeed. In between waiting for money to get collected and all that stuff, I've been doing some other side content as well while I was just wandering the streets. And one of those interesting side content was a dominatrix needing help in dominating and berating her customers. Yes, that is the strangest sentence I've ever written on my show notes. And yes, it does sound extremely strange, but this is where Yakuza goes. In that same night, I also had to buy a dirty magazine for someone where you had this actual mini game where you had to sneak past people to get into this alley to buy the magazine from a vending machine because you didn't want to get embarrassed because you were buying this magazine. This is the extent of Yakuza. It is crazy, it is bananas, the story is fantastic, the world is interesting, and it's packed. It's a little small map, it might not look very big on the outsets, but it's so dense. It is so, so dense in comparison to some other games like Assassin's Creed, for example, where everything is dotted out across a big map. This is a small map with lots of things to do. You've got mini games, like an entire fighting game within the game. You've got a racing game that's in there. And all of these different ways of playing this game tie into side content so you get more story and more interesting stuff that is going on. Overall, 
I love Yakuza and I'm having a great time with it regardless. The other thing that I've been playing is Apex Legends, which I play each and every week, but there's some cool stuff that is going on. It is heating up big time. The bunkers are opening and in these bunkers are some secret messages for crypto. I'm not going to get into it too much, but it is very interesting indeed. You're getting a lot of backstory from his character as well as another character that ties into him, which you might have seen in his reveal trailer, that's about as much as I'm going to say on that front, I am a little bit disappointed with the bunkers because they are all the same aesthetically. The Easter eggs are all the same aesthetically too. There is basically three messages that you're going to have to get. There is only two available right now. I assume the next one will open up next week when we get to the final mission on the quest. Talking about the quest though, there is a big secret going on and there's a big reveal of the mole in this week's quest and the mole was revealed and I called it early on. I'm not going to discuss who that is because I don't want to spoil it for you if you've yet to play it, but the quest is fantastic. I really like the quest. They've done a great job with it. I want to see how they tie this up now because there's only one week left and they're going to have a basic quest that you'll play and then there'll be an additional bit of story after the fact as well that will also come next week, which I'm excited about very muchly indeed and I cannot wait, which I'll probably talk about next week regardless. But let's get into some gaming news, shall we? Because E3 is apparently back. It is going to be available in June 2021, which has been confirmed by the ESA. They also confirmed that this particular event is going to be an experience hub, with it being a fan media and influencer festival. There was a tweet that came out from at E3, which basically said, E3 exists, hashtag thanks to video games, and we know that we will be back. So you know it's thanks to video games, but yet you're going down the route bringing influencers in rather than video games themselves. Okay carry on E3, you keep on doing you. Well anyway, E3 2021 will be set for June 15th until June 17th and apparently will possibly be hosted in the same current location it's always been held in which is the Los Angeles Convention Center. A lot of companies like Activision, EA, Ubisoft and Bethesda did not appear on site last year in 2019 with Sony skipping completely and Xbox doing it in the Microsoft Studio. So there's not really a lot of video games at your E3. If you're excited for E3, it'll be back again next year. I'm personally missing it a little bit. A little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. Because I don't like the way the news is currently spread out over months. Not a fan of that. I understand why it's that way. It's because they want to be in the news cycle and they want to be on all the websites and everything all at once. And they want it to be focused on them. And I understand that completely. But it was nice to have that one week a year, which was like Christmas, where we learn about all the new video games we're going to be buying over the upcoming season. And now we've got to wait months for it all. And I'm not a fan of the way it's currently being held out, especially the Summer Games fest what a letdown that has been so far fingers crossed it will not continue to be a letdown but we'll have to wait and see on that front another thing that i was let down by this week and that is hangar 13 has delayed the mafia definitive edition however it's only been delayed by a month so originally it was going to release on august 28th but they have confirmed now that it will be coming out 
on September 25th in order to create a worthy game. They tweeted the following, which is at Mafia Game, a development update to Mafia Definitive Edition. The last thing we want to do is compromise the quality of the experience. From the beginning, this has been a passion project for us. Many of our developers helped create the original Mafia, and all of us are committed to crafting an updated experience worthy of that timeless classic. We want to express our heartfelt thanks to you for watching our narrative trailer, playing the definitive editions of Mafia 2 and 3, and supporting us as we continue building the definitive organized crime saga. So yeah, if you want to check out Mafia Definitive Edition like myself, it will be available on PC, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One on the new release date of September 25th. I was kind of disappointed by this because I was hoping that it was going to be coming out in August because right now August is looking awfully dry but it was coming out towards the end of august so it's not really much that we're going to be missing out on there but i am a little bit frustrated like i said because i was looking forward to having something to play in that month because it's been dry now for me since june i've been kind of hanging on as much as possible playing as many games as possible i recently finished the last of us part two and that's the last game that is going to be played by me for a little while now because there's nothing that i'm really excited about i am hoping that mafia definitive edition is very good and i can't wait for it but again gotta wait until september and september is already packed as it is with the tony hawk remakes and then in october early october you've got crash bandicoot i can't think what else is coming out in september there was something else it wasn't cyberpunk because that got delayed till november I digress, let's get on to the next news story. Persona 5 Royal and Scramble apparently surpassed sales expectation according to Atlas themselves, which makes me very happy indeed. They announced this in their latest fiscal term financial statement where they confirmed a Persona 5 Royal, 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim and Persona 5 Scramble, the Phantom Strikers exceeded their sales expectation. Additionally, they also said that overall sales in North America, Europe and Asia also topped the company's expectations so that's very cool indeed they didn't discuss on actual numbers so we don't have anything to say like hey look it sold two million copies or hey it sold three million copies but they sold a ton of copies and either way i'm very excited about this because it means the future is extremely bright for persona and i love persona and i can't wait for more persona that's basically what i've just said persona 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 give me persona persona i'm just gonna keep saying persona until the end of the episode i'm not i'm joking let's get on to the next news story watchdogs legions has had some leaked screenshots appear online and it could possibly point towards a launch date for the game so this comes from user rodriguez solitaire on reset error who showed off four new screenshots that do possibly hint that they could be shown off at ubisoft forward one of them shows a player character possibly disguised in a met office police outfit which will then be able to distract their enemies which is very nice indeed their fellow officers the one that stands out the most though is a screenshot of a somewhat looking deadsec hideout with some Albion forces bursting through the door but are clearly about to attack whatever that character is that's there. In there though there is a red poster on the wall which reads Apocalypse 16th of September. This could possibly be hinting at the new release date for Watch Dogs Legion but it also could be just something that's actually hinted to an in-game event. We'll have to wait and see 
on this front, but there's a lot of speculation going around. I'm personally pretty excited regardless, because I love the look of Watch Dogs Legions. It's right up my alley, and the sooner we get this game, the better. August would be nice too, Ubisoft, if you're looking to launch something very soon. Just, you know, your boy likes Watch Dogs, so give me this now, please. Please. Anyway, if you do want to check out this game, it will launch for PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and your Google Stadia. If you're playing a Google Stadia in 2020, then good on you, question mark. On to the wonderful world of wrestling entertainment, because WWE 2K Battlegrounds has a release date as well as some new details confirmed. It will launch on PC, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, PS4, and Google Stadia on September 18th. The game will feature over 70 playable wrestlers at launch with both superstars and legends from the past. There will also be additional wrestlers added as a free update after launch so that's something to get excited about there the game also has a ton of interesting features like a superstar creator where you'll be able to build your own character so that's very nicely indeed and we do also have the commentary team which will be jerry lawler and maro ronello i don't know that second one but i do know who jerry lawler is and i like him very much indeed his commentary anyway, I don't know him as a person. But yes, I digress. The game will have four modes at launch and these will include the following. Campaign. Seven new wrestlers created specifically for the game are competing for a WWE contract. You'll pick one and fight across multiple maps, unlocking them as you go, with guidance from Stone Cold Steve Austin and Paul Heyman along the way. Expedition. Local and online multiplayer matches featuring up to four players. Then this King of the Battleground. An online last man standing mode sees four players begin in the ring, with four more waiting outside to enter. You'll need to take them all down to win. And then lastly, online, which will include some online tournaments, which is very nice indeed. But where will you be able to wrestle these people? Well, it will go across eight different locations, which will include ludicrous interactive elements from helicopters to alligators, as well as a variety of melee weapons that you'll be able to use to pummel your foe. You will also be able to customize your own arena, so that's very nicely indeed. If you want to make something fancy and play with your friends, you can there and it'll be a great time. We do have a list of confirmed wrestlers so far that will be in the game and they go as followed. The Rock, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, Ronda Rousey, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Asuka, Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, Andre the Giant, Undertaker, Mankind, Shawn Michaels, Yokozuma, Sergeant Slaughter, John Cena, Nikki Bell, Sasha Banks, Braun Strowman, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, Big Show, Samoa Joe, Callisto, and if you pre-order or get the digital deluxe edition, you'll also get Edge as a bonus. So that's very cool indeed. If that's your cup of tea, I've seen the price for this game and I'm out e 5,000. It is going to be £35 in the UK, which is an insane price for this game. To compare this would be the NBA Playground Games, which was made by the exact same people, and that cost £20. So it's a big jump in price there. I'm not really a fan of that. If you do pick up the deluxe edition, it's like 50 quid. So I'm out of 5,000 on this one. Maybe pick it up when it gets cheaper, but it's going to have to wait a while for me to get in and play this one. Pretty much is what I'm saying, especially when it's going to be poisoned with microtransactions like NBA Playground was. And they're going to ruin it as well. They're going to make it really good to begin with, like NBA Playgrounds, where the 
shooting was on point and it was fantastic. And then they pooped all over it because they wanted to make it more balanced for online. It was balanced enough as is, as long as you were a good player. But I digress. And on to our last news story of the day. Microsoft is apparently interested in buying Warner Brothers Interactive. This is currently a report and a rumor, so do not take this with a full grain of salt. Have your grains everywhere. Put them all over your table because then... You will have a salty table and then your table will be delicious if you put some fries on it too. I don't know what I'm saying. Let's get into the news story. Microsoft has apparently expressed interest in acquiring Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. And this comes from a report from The Information. That's a website, not a um, random group of words I've just put up. Basically, the division is apparently rumoured to be on the market and to be sold by its parent company, AT&T, for approximately $4 billion. Take-Two Interactive, Electronic Arts and Activision Blizzard have also apparently been interested in this acquisition. If you're wondering what Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment would be, basically it is Avalanche Software, which is the company that makes Disney Infinity, and it is currently being rumoured to be making that Harry Potter RPG. Nether Realm Studios, which makes Mortal Kombat and owns Mortal Kombat, so that would be a big win for Microsoft there. Rocksteady Studios, which will be the Batman Arkham Games. Monolith Studios, which is the Shadow of Mordor Games. The Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War Games. Those are fantastic. And TT Games, which is the company behind the Lego game series. There's some really good stuff here. None of this is confirmed as of recording, but it could possibly come to fruition in the future. I can see Microsoft going for this if it includes some form of licensing agreement within the deal. So maybe they're allowed to make x number of games that are sent within the batman universe and also include batman i can see that happening and also maybe if they continue to have the lego license with the tt games i think that would be a great get too but that's not the only great get in here you've got nether realms which makes mortal kombat which again is another fantastic one they could make nether realm have two games going at once and have a mortal kombat game but then have say a versus game that is solely for the xbox platform that could be like mortal kombat versus killer instinct that would be really rad then you've got the avalanche software again you could have some form of licensing deal to have harry potter imagine having a harry potter rpg exclusive to xbox and then you have the batman games be exclusive to xbox as well that would be insane that would be an absolute crazy lineup and then you've got the lego games which will be somewhat like minecraft is what they would use probably to get a big chunk of their money back they would probably use nether realms for that as well also to get that 4 billion back as quick as possible because lego games sell like hotcakes they're a big kids game i think we've bought every single lego game that is currently available and we will be buying the upcoming lego star wars game when that releases too so i would definitely think this is a great acquisition for anybody as long as they include some form of stipulation in the contract to get some licensing to the warner brother characters i think that would be something that would be very cool indeed and something very interesting, but I will keep you updated on this story as it progresses in the future. But as of today's episode, that is going to be it. I'd like to thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the Hello Ghostly Games podcast. Thank you so much for listening to these ramblings of a madman. Like I said, we'll be back again shortly, and I mean shortly, we should be back by Tuesday with an episode covering the Ubisoft Forward event and breaking everything down there and talking about all the awesomeness that 
Ubisoft have planned. Hopefully, it's a big, exciting show and we've got some real cool winners in there. Like the Mario X Rabbids Kingdom Battle game. Something crazy bananas off the wall. I'd love to see something like that. We're going to have to wait and see until Sunday for that, though. But as always, I hope you have an awesome week slash weekend. And I will catch you in the next episode. But until then, ghostly out. Mm-hmm.